Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Welcome to episode three of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Will. And in today's episode, um, trying something a little new, a little different. Um, we're going to have a, uh, an interview episode. We're going to get to talk to some authors. First up, uh, we're going to speak to uh, Adam Yang, a debut author that we uh, connected with on Facebook and who we met for the first time at GRL this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's uh, first short story uh, is coming out this December from ML- MLR Press. I believe it's called The Red Envelope. Um, And this was his first GRL. And we talked to him about uh, how he got into writing gay romance and what what he thought of the the wild and crazy world of gay romlet. So we're here with Adam Yang. Hi. Who we've met at GRL and met a little bit on Facebook before. Uh, you've got a book coming out in December. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the book is called Red Envelope, and it's coming out through um, MLR Press. And um, the release date is December 4th, 2015. And it's about um, two guys, obviously, uh, who have been meeting since they were 12 years old once a year at um, Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. And um, something happens between them, and they have to sort of reconcile it. Interesting. No spoilers yeah. there. Yeah, like I'm trying to keep the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, it's your first book? Yes, it's my first book. How did you get into the writing? Um, well, I, I majored in creative writing uh, when I went to college and uh, specialized in screenwriting. and So I did that for about a decade or so, and then I quit for about a decade. And, um, and then I met somebody, and... Uh, f- you know, really, for the first time in my life, I felt really safe and supported and really deeply in love. And um, for some reason, I felt like I wanted to write again and I wanted to write romance. And so that's how I started writing romance around April, I decided. And then um, a couple of months after that, I think I found out about Gay Rom Lit and, and uh, you know, bought my, uh, registered for it and uh, asked some questions. And then Chris Jason from MLR, the executive editor, um, uh, had some, you know, answered my questions, and then you know we talked, and she said that she had this uh, series that she needed some authors for, the Spirit of Giving, and um, it was all winter holiday series. And I asked her, "Can I write about a winter holiday that happens in February, and it's the Lunar New Year?" And she said yes, and so I wrote it, and then she accepted it. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. So a little Facebook networking there, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a very different world from 10 years ago when I was writing and trying to break in and doing things then. Yeah, certainly publishing's changed a lot. Publishing's changed quite a bit. These smaller niche publishers that have come up, especially in our genre and self-publishing and all that. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think of your first gay romlet? It's been really, really cool. It's really, really intense um, just in terms of how friendly people are because I worked in the comic book industry before this and, you know, people just sort of I don't know if it's mostly like a male sort of thing where it's just, you know, they're just more standoffish and, you know, there's the same introversion shyness here, but it seems like after that hump is crossed, like everybody just wants to hug you and, like, <laughs> and touch you and, and say hi and like, oh my gosh. And um, so it's, it's been incredible having this experience even before my books come out. You know, people 
have been asking for my autograph, so I, I feel like I'm pre-preparing for um, you know what's to come. So it's been it's been a really wonderful experience. Planning to go to Kansas City next year? You know, I'm not sure. It's um, it's uh, it's a little farther out than here since I live in California, so it might prove to be an obstacle. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I may have um, in my budget for either the romantic Romantic Times convention in Vegas that I can drive to, or then there's you know Kansas City. But given the amount of um, you know enthusiasm I've experienced here, it's kind of hard to not want to go. There's also the Northwest Meetup. In yeah. Seattle, which is usually September. Right. I think I read um, on Facebook, uh, Ethan Day had just gone there, I think, yeah. for the first time or something. And so I have friends up there that I could stay with, and that would make it more feasible to, to sort of travel in that direction as well. What's coming up for you next? Um, I have um, another submission for MLR for another series. Um, and I don't want to name the series just yet because I don't know if it'll be accepted. I'm, you know, sure. You know, so... Um, but I have something in the works there. Uh, I talked with a couple of publishers here, and so I'm going to be preparing some submissions for them as well, um, dealing with vampires and cowboys and um, many other sorted things. Vampires and cowboys vampires, together? Vampires and cowboys together, if not the same character, you know. And okay. um, uh, But I really like sort of translating um, certain Chinese fairy tales and mythologies and bringing them into... Uh, not only a contemporary context, um, but also sometimes a, a Western context. So I have some ideas for how um, I might bring vampires and cowboys into the Old West to deal with, you know, the racism during that time. You know, when there were, um, you know, Chinese coolies, um, and um, uh, how how it was like for them in the Wild West, you know, in America. And to have like vampires as well, which is sort of like you know this European thing that came in. So you have these metaphors for not just um, sex and power, and you know, but also for colonialism. So I'm trying to bring those aspects into the romance. That's cool. Thank you. That's very cool. Yeah. So for Red Envelope, <laughs> yes. How did you come up with the characters for that? Um, Red Envelope, uh, because my partner is um, Caucasian. Uh, is a story about an Asian man and a Caucasian man, and I was really intrigued by this Chinese story called um, "The Weaver and the Cow," uh, "The Weaver Girl and the Cowherd," and it's one of like the three sort of like myths of China, and um, it's a it's you know this sort of star-crossed romance, and they're not allowed to see each other, and it's told through the stars. So the star Altair and Vega are separated by the Milky Way, and so once a year on the seventh day of July, uh, which the Japanese have the same festival called Tanabata, where you write your wish, and then you write it on a piece of paper, and you tie it on a tree, and then the wind blows your wish away. And it's usually like a lover's kind of a festival. Um, but uh, for the Chinese, the lovers are separated by this uh, silver river, and um, they are allowed to meet once a year on the 7th um, over a bridge of magpies. And so... Clint is named after Clint Eastwood, and it's explained in the story, but so he's the cowherd. And Weaver is named after the Weaver girl. So Clint and Weaver are the names of the characters, and that's why I got it. And uh, Clint's cousin is Maggie, which is named after the magpie. So it's, and the magpie is a symbol of uh, marriage and fidelity and love in Chinese culture. So there's these sort of characters playing their roles in a different mythological context. I love that. That's very cool. Thank you. The last question for you is, where do we find you online? You find me at adamyang.com, 
and um, it'll direct you dire- to my um, Facebook author page. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for having me here. Absolutely. So that was a good interview meeting Adam. Uh, it was really enjoyable getting to talk with him and uh, kind of getting his insights on everything. Uh, we also sat down with Wade Kelly during our time at GRL. Uh, she's got a couple books coming out in the near future from Dream Spinner Press. Uh, one of them is the is a sequel. It's called No, Jocks Don't Date Guys, uh, as well as another book coming out called Banker's Hours. Uh, and we'll give you uh, some links to her website so you can keep up on her activities as those books get ready to come out. But we talked to her about those books, uh, about GRL in general, because I believe this was her third GRL. Uh, if I recall correctly. And we also talked just a little bit on the project that we're working on together. So here's our interview with Wade. So I'm here with Wade Kelly. Uh, we're at Hi. GRL in San Diego. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. No problem. Good to talk to you as always. <laughs> so what have you thought of GRL this year? I am exhausted and it's only been a couple days. <laughs> it's. I think it's good. I think it seems to be well laid out. There's not too many panels, but... Still so many to choose from at the same time frames, but, you know, go with it and pick one. I'm enjoying it. I don't that's, know what else to think about it. That's it's good. good. It's, it's good. I've met a lot of people that I didn't even know before, so that that's always good. So you did the Wheel of Destiny today. The Wheel of Destiny. Tell folks a little bit about that panel, because that was a lot of fun, what you did there. <laughs> that was just hatched. Uh, Poppy came up with this idea, and... Um, Early on in the year, there was a Dream Spinner workshop, and we had been talking, and she uh, said, do you want to do a thing at URL? And I was like, sure. And so um, she said, I'll call you, and we'll discuss this. And she wanted to make it sort of interactive with the audience and talk about writing and also make it a game. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? And uh, she collaborated with Charlie Cochet and came up with this idea of asking the audience for nine different points of a storyline, mainly because we had nine prizes. So because there was three authors with three books each, so we had nine books in the bags. So we came up with nine different things, like um, they're all crucial to a story. What does your character do for a living? Because everybody has to have some sort of job, even if you're a couch potato or a bum that doesn't really do it. You have to do something. Um, Their name, their love interest, and the plot twist, because there's always some sort of thing that has to happen in a story. And it was trying to be a, a way to get the audience to shout out answers and spin a wheel, win a prize, but... And then talk about how we do those things. I don't think we talked enough about those things. I wanted to talk more about everything. <laughs> we needed more time. We needed more go, time. It went very fast. So you've got Dr. Blake and landscaper Jared. Yes. Living in Phoenix. Living in Phoenix. Meeting in a pedicure, manicure yeah, place. Yeah, in a spa. In a spa. <laughs> um, and they're having sex. In a gazebo? In no. A, no. Uh, where was that? I can't remember where the sex was. <laughs> but apparently you guys are writing this book now? Apparently so. Now, I don't I don't know how that's going to work because I don't know if it's all three of us writing it together or if we're each writing our own version. I, oh, that would be pretty awesome. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I, I'm just like, sure, whatever Poppy wants, I'll do it. <laughs> she has a way with people. Absolutely. <laughs> um, she's, it's going to be interesting to see where the story goes yeah. with the nine points that you've got. 
Yeah. Um, and some of the stranger ones didn't come up, which no. is a shame. No, there and, wasn't any strange sexual oh. things going on. <laughs> um, and what are you working on right now? Currently, I'm writing Jock 3, my Jock series that started with uh, my roommate's Jock. Well, crap. Um, it took long enough for me to even start writing the second one, and so I'm so glad that the fans haven't gotten bored waiting for me. But that one comes out, Jock 2 comes out in December. No, Jocks don't date guys. Um, so I'm excited for that because it's like one of my favorite books I think that I read. I wrote. I love it. You read it. Jock too. I I think it's cute. It's sweet and fun. I don't know. But Jock three, I'm writing that now, and that'll we'll roll into Jock four because I'm going to write them back to back. So you'll have a lot of soccer players. So hopefully <laughs> people don't get tired of soccer. And here you gave out a special book, uh, Jock one point five. And I don't have a copy with me to show you in the video. Um, oh, look at that. Cue person. Thank you very much. We have Jock 1.5. Oh, crap. This Jock's getting married. Because people uh, that read Jock 1, you get to see how Cole and Ellis get together. But Jock 2, they're different characters as the main characters, a different couple. So I wanted to give the readers, since there's three years in between the first release and then Jock 2, what happened in those three years. And this is a collection of four little chapters to progress you those three years. And obviously, um, somebody gets married. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cute. I loved it. <laughs> I cried writing it. So. Nice. I did. I, I teared up. I look forward to crying reading it then, perhaps. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, and what's coming in 2016? I have a lot of stuff that I've uh, already contracted or promised and planned to write. So it, it should be a huge year. Um, Jock 2 comes out in December, so that's kind of like the kickoff. And then um, Banker's Hours is also under contract with Dream Spinner, and the editing process should start soon. It is supposed to be released in March. Um, and as I said, I'm writing Jack 3, so if I can get that in, in my deadline, I should have that published next year as well. And it all depends on how fast I write Jack 4, whether that'll be published next year or the following year. You know, it's all time. So it, it should be a good, good year, but I pop, Poppy Dennison asked me to write for their new line, Dream Spinner's new line, Dream Spun Desires. And it's, um like a Harlequin, uh, Harlequin-esque branch that they're trying to do where they're the tropes everybody loves and um, understands that they've read through Harlequin, but male-male-based. And so I said, I will do one for you. And 50,000 words, that's like a half a novel. So I am writing his uh, seducing his secretary. <laughs> you know, boss secretary, that's a very common trope. So I'm gonna, that should be fun. And then I do have a vampire one that I'm going to write at some point, too. So, And we're trying to give it a go. As a and co- as you a and I are going to write a book, yes. We have plot, and we have to think about title and blurbs and names of characters. We've got a long way and to go. but we've We got, do, but, you know, we've got to start somewhere. The, the idea is there. It's hatched. It's hatched, and we're going to go for it. Yes, I think that would be really so fun. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So this is your third GRL. Yes. Uh, how do you think these help the community, getting the authors with the readers and getting the work out there and getting this weekend to really interact 
uh, with everybody both because it's great with the with the readers to see the readers, but then you get other ideas from authors and get to talk about craft a little bit. And well, like um, it's a lot of questions all at one. Um, I guess it's it's nice for the authors because like you meet people on Facebook, but they're all over the world. And, you know, you live too far away from me, and that's annoying. So you need to move to the East Coast. But to be able to sit down over coffee is just so much more personable. And to, to just talk about your ideas and about it, you know, you can Skype, but it's not, I'd rather be in person. <laughs> so coming together, it's almost like a family reunion with the authors and stuff that you've gotten to know. But then you do meet new people, and you meet readers. And I know at the very first GRL, I was very shy. I didn't want to really talk. I didn't know anybody. And it was odd because I I don't even know how many books I had. I think I only had, like, one out. I don't remember. But, yeah, it was. I had one release, When Love Is Not Enough. Jock didn't come out yet, I don't think. and Or maybe it did. But I had some... One woman tell me she read When Love Is Not Enough seven times, and I was just like, why would you torture yourself that much? But she said it was her favorite book, and I'm like, wow, you brave woman. Um, but it was so meaningful to me. That was like one of the first memories I have of meeting a fan who was just ecstatic that I wrote this book and how much it affected her that she would keep torturing herself through these very deeply emotional books because she loved it so much. So, I, you know, several years later, now I'm, I'm here, I know so many people, but there's so many different people here this year that I've never seen before mm -hmm. that I've interacted with online. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're that person. And it, it's so exciting. I, how, how is that benefit? I, I don't know. It makes, it makes authors seem real to their fans because you can touch, you can hug, you can talk and have a cup of coffee and you know they, they feel like they're a part of your life rather than this nameless, well not really nameless faceless but this one-dimensional person online. You're, you're a real person and people like to interact like that mm -hmm. I guess. So to wrap up, tell us about, you've got your Facebook group where fans can interact with I you all do. the time. Plus, tell us all about your website and everything where okay. people can find you. Uh, this was hatched, I guess, last year uh, or maybe two years ago. Um, the Wade Brigade is my Facebook fan group um, that Michael Kudo came up with the name. He's like, you should have the Wade Brigade because it just sounds cool. So I'm like, I love Michael Kudo. You're such a nice guy. And so I was like, sure, I will do that. And so I have this little Facebook group, but um, I, if you are a fan, I don't know you're out there. So come on over. You know, if I know somebody likes the book, I add them and they're so appreciative. Thank you. I, I love to keep in touch. But sometimes readers are reluctant, like they feel like, presumptuous or intrusive or something to, I want to join that group. Well, yeah, please join. <laughs> so you find it on Facebook, just Google the Wade Brigade. And if you are a fan, join my group. I try to post things there that are not posted other places um, because I feel it's more of a personal group and it's private. It's not just this public group. Um, so um, you can find it on Facebook, but uh, my website is writer Wade Kelly altogether um, at oh, writerwadekelly.com. And 
I plan to have a newsletter. <laughs> right now, I have people subscribe to my blog, and that's uh, writerwadekelly.blogspot.com. Uh, so it's the blogger version, not WordPress, but blogger. Um, you can subscribe. And then what I like about that is that the you don't have to go to the blog to actually read the blog posts. They will come to your email usually the next day or a little less than that sometimes. Um, I, I've subscribed to other blogs like that, and then I don't even have to worry about it. I get them in my email, and I can read them anytime. So that's what I've done lately. And there's a little box on the side that you can put your email address in and subscribe. So cool. it's a start. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking. Yay. Oh, anytime. I love talking to you. <laughs> So that's our first interview episode. Uh, if you enjoyed that, we'd love some feedback on it. And if there's authors you want us to talk to, we'd love to hear that as well. And we'll figure out how to make that work uh, through the magic of Skype or some other internet uh, <laughs> video recording technology. Yeah. Um, but uh, those were fun to do. So we'll definitely be doing some more uh, in the coming episodes. And that'll wrap it up for this one. Thanks for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. You can find out about the podcast at biggayfictionpodcast.com where you can find show notes for this and any of the other episodes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. For detailed show notes, go to biggayfictionpodcast.com.